Hello and welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to talk about something very exciting, and I like to call it Radio 690, because every time I get my first glance at Article 690, I do a poetry reading of Article 690, and this time I'm throwing in a little bit more of my commentary than I usually do, just because I feel like it. And also, I think it's educational. And what better way to prevent Alzheimer's is to exercise your brain by learning about the National Electrical Code and enjoying it at the same time. So this podcast is going to be part one of Article 690. So part one is called General. And some of the new exciting things that we're going to talk about is strings. That's right. We can call things strings in the 2023 NEC and be correct. Another thing that is kind of unusual here, it's new to 2023, is photovoltaics. So we're going to talk a little bit about floating PV. So let's have some fun and go on with the show. And now the reading. Article 690, that's solar photovoltaic. PV Systems, Part 1 General, 690.1 Scope. This article applies to solar PV systems, other than those covered by Article 691. By the way, Sean here, and Article 691 is for the big systems, like over 5 megawatts, and also they have to comply with a few other things, but we'll get to that after this article. So we're covering solar PV systems, including the array, circuits, inverters, and controllers for such systems. The systems covered by this article include those interactive with other electric power production sources or stand-alone or both. These PV systems may have AC or DC output for utilization. And then one thing I'm going to just say for a note here is it says stand-alone with a hyphen there stand hyphen alone and what the nec means by standalone is it's standing alone it's not connected to the grid however there's some other energy storage standalone definitions where they talk about standalone being a standalone energy storage system meaning that it's not associated with a pv system and i've seen some of that in this new ira that's the inflation reduction act language they talk about standalone energy storage systems, and that just means they're not hanging out with a PV system. And the good thing with this new Inflation Reduction Act, I like to call it the Incredible Renewables Act, because that's what it looks like to me, is that before this act, to get the tax credit for an energy storage system, you had to have it by a PV system. And now you don't. And there's some benefits to that to the grid. Being able to distribute your energy storage in different places on the grid with or without PV systems is a benefit to have that option. Okay, so we're talking about the scope. Pretty much nothing here has changed as far as 690.1 scope. There's a couple of informational notes here. And the informational notes, number one and two, are telling us to look at informational note figure 690.1. And then we have some informational notes here. There's informational note one that says to look at some figures, and those are different, kind of exciting. We're going to talk about that in a second. As soon as I tell you about informational note two, which says article 691 covers the installation of large scale PV electric supply stations. 
They make it such a long-term, large-scale PV electric supply stations. Such a long-term that it's kind of hard to remember. Exactly. Large-scale PV electric supply stations. So now we are looking at some new pictures. Exciting. You might want to even log in to check this out. But let me give you the audio version. The first image that we have, because figure 690.1, illustration of PV system DC circuits and PV system components in a typical PV installation. This informational note figure is actually three different drawings. And so let me explain the first one is in the middle, we have a DC combiner, often called a combiner box but it's called a DC combiner officially in the National Electrical Code and all the definitions. By the way, 2023 NEC does not have 690.2 definitions. There's no definitions in Article 690. They moved all of the definitions to Article 100. That's a big deal for the 2023 NEC, so Article 100 is huge. Anyway, so we were talking about this image here, and in the middle, there's the DC combiner, and on the left, you know what it says? It says the word string. I must have told people a million times that it's not called a string, it's called a PV source circuit. And now this is exactly what it says. PV string circuit or PV source circuit. And we have four of these circuits going into the DC combiner. So once again, I'm gonna say that again, we can call it a PV string circuit, or PV source circuit. So we've always been able to call it a PV source circuit, but now we can also call it a PV string circuit, or how about just a string? And now coming out of the combiner, previously, since the beginning of time, we've called it a PV output circuit. And I've told people that a million times too. Napsep's gonna have to change some of their tests. So coming out of the combiner, it is also called a PV source circuit. So what was formerly called a PV output circuit is now called a PV source circuit. And what was formerly called a PV source circuit can still be called a PV source circuit, but it can also be called a PV string circuit. So we have the word string here in the NEC, and I think it's pretty much for the first time unless there's something about a string of something else or a string to turn off a light or whatever, I don't know. But we didn't say the word string when we were talking about solar systems if we were being code correct. That's CC, that's not PC for politically correct. Let's just get all code woke about it, man. Whatever, okay. The next image that we're looking at here, so we're talking about three images and it has solar cells. We've seen that throughout different versions of the National Electrical Code since the beginning of time, or at least the 1984 National Electrical Code had solar cells in it that were round, and these ones are square, but now most of the PV has square cells with rounded corners. That's the typical monocrystalline of today. You know, today, like 2023, like we're in the future, because we're talking about the 2023 National Electrical Code, so we have cells, then we have modules. And in the last version of the NEC, we took out the word panel. So we don't have solar panels anymore. And most people call a solar module a solar panel. Then we have some little diagrams here that says PV string circuit or PV source circuit where they're connecting together three different modules. And in this particular image, 
Before, they were throwing into the image DC to DC converters, which was a little confusing because people weren't putting three modules in series onto a DC to DC converter, but they had it in the 2020 NEC, but this is the 2023 NEC. And so the output of these strings, look, I said it, strings, the output of these strings is going to other equipment. That's what it says, to other equipment. Now we're on to the third and final image of figure 690.1 illustration. And so what we have here is some strings and one of the strings, hmm, isn't that cool to say string and not be incorrect? One of these PV string circuits, or we could say PV source circuit, is going right to a DC to DC converter. And then we have another one of these string circuits that appears to be more of a single line diagram because we're not completing a circuit. But anyway, we have two modules going to a DC to DC converter. And we used to have some of those. We just didn't really have three PV modules going to a DC to DC converter. So a DC to DC converter changes the voltage from the PV string circuit, formerly known as PV source circuit, and oftentimes, or I should say almost all the time, that means one module, but could be two modules in series going to a DC to DC converter. And in the future, it could be more than two. Three is more than two. And then there will be a different voltage coming out of that DC to DC converter. So we do have some rapid shutdown devices that don't change the voltage. So therefore, it wouldn't be a DC to DC converter. One more thing about this too is there's another term that we use for DC to DC converter when we're talking about internal components to an inverter. So there are electronically termed DC to DC converters inside of most inverters. Like when you have multiple MPPs, they're essentially DC to DC converters built into the inverter. In fact, pretty much what a maximum PowerPoint tracking charge controller is, is a DC to DC converter. Okay. So I am done describing images because we are at 690.4 general requirements. So what they do with general requirements, I think, is when they have something that doesn't fit in some other part of Article 690, they go, that's a good thing to throw in 690.4, the grab bag of general requirements. 690.4a, PV systems. PV systems shall be permitted to supply a building or other structure in addition to any other electrical supply systems. That's pretty much saying that we have the right as Americans to have PV and you can't take away my PV right if you adopt the National Electrical Code. In fact, if I wanted to, there's nothing here saying I can't put PV systems in my basement, you know, next to my fusion reactor, it takes banana peels. 690.4B, equipment, electronic power converters. Let me just go back to that too, electronic power converters. The acronym for that is EPC and pretty much what an electronic power converter pretty much is, is just like it sounds, it converts power using electronics. And so what that means for electronics, like DC to DC converters, charge controllers, inverters, DC to AC, AC to DC, I went to an ACDC concert back in the day. They're electronic power converters, EPCs, not to be confused with engineering, procurement, and construction, the common EPC acronym. And we used to also call them P 
PCUs, power conditioning units, but we have this equipment here, electronic power converters. So anyway, we're talking about B equipment, electronic power converters, which do not include transformers because a transformer is not changing the waveform or DC to AC or anything like that. With electronics, transformers do it with magnetics. It's like Nikola Tesla magic. So we have the equipment, electronic power converters, motor generators. Wow, how about that? PV modules, AC modules, and AC module systems, DC combiners, PV rapid shutdown equipment. And here's a new acronym. It even says it in the code. PVRSE for rapid shutdown equipment. PV hazard control equipment. We're going to get into that later at 690.12. And that is PVHCE. In fact, I just recorded two podcasts on this that have not yet posted at the time of me recording this. And so there are podcasts on the new type of rapid shutdown listing for PV hazard control equipment, which is UL 3741. Okay, back to the code. PV hazard control systems, PV HCS, DC circuit controllers, and charge controllers intended for use in PV systems shall be listed and evaluated for the application and have a field label applied. So pretty much what we're saying here is all of this equipment that we're using for PV systems that we just covered needs to be listed and evaluated for the application. And so that listing for PV modules, UL 61730 or UL 1703. And then when we're talking about the electronic equipment, like inverters, charge controllers, stuff like that, that's UL 1741. And then if we added 2000 to UL 1741, then we get this PV hazard control system, that's 3741. And we'll get to that more later. Okay, 690.4 general requirements C for qualified personnel. The installation of equipment, associated wiring, and interconnections shall be performed only by qualified persons. A lot of times people do owner-builder installations because it kind of is your right as a free American to be able to fix your house and stuff like that. And here it says people have to be qualified and there's big arguments in the industry of who's qualified. And one of the things out there is a lot of times electricians, almost all the time, electricians say that only electricians should be able to work on PV systems. And of course, that's not what is happening across the country, perhaps in some places. But sometimes, can you believe this? Sometimes they have pile drivers installing piles instead of electricians on giant solar projects or other construction trades pouring concrete. It's ridiculous. Okay, I just mean I don't want to get in the middle of that argument that gets people really excited. Okay, 690.4 general requirements D, multiple PV systems. Multiple PV systems shall be permitted to be installed in or on a single building or structure where the PV systems are remotely located from each other, a directory in accordance with 705.10 that's 705 as in interconnected power production systems, shall be provided at each PV system disconnecting means. So that means that we can have multiple PV systems. But if these multiple systems are not right next to each other, then we need a directory. So that's pretty common throughout the code. If things are not next to each other, they need a directory. Nothing new here. 
Now we are looking at 690.4 general requirements E locations not permitted. PV system equipment and disconnecting means shall not be installed in bathrooms. So I always tell people about this bathroom requirement that there's probably a lot of jokes that can be made about it. But if you want to think about why, that's where people walk around with wet feet in bathrooms. And so having a PV system disconnecting means in a bathroom would be kind of silly anyway. But hey, I know some people that their whole house is just one room. So what do you say to that, huh? What if their bath is in the main room? 690.4 general requirements. F, electronic power converters mounted in not readily accessible locations. So these electronic power converters and their associated devices shall be permitted to be mounted on roofs or other areas that are not readily accessible. Disconnecting means shall be installed in accordance with 690.15. So I think that's pretty obvious that we have microinverters and DC to DC converters and things that are up on the roof underneath solar modules. I even have a friend that's a roofer that does BIPV and he puts the microinverters underneath the ridge cap of the roof. And so now we're looking at 690.4 general requirements G. PV equipment floating on bodies of water. Woohoo! A new one. Exciting. 2023 NEC has a new one in general equipment. And this is what I call photovoltaics. So PV equipment floating on bodies of water. PV equipment floating on or attached to structures floating on bodies of water shall be identified as being suitable for the purpose and shall utilize wiring methods that allow for any expected movement of the equipment. Informational note. PV equipment in these installations are often subject to increased levels of humidity, corrosion, and mechanical and structural stresses. Expected movement of floating PV arrays is often included in the structural design. I mean, what would happen if your photovoltaics shorted out? Some people call that fission. And now we are on to section 690.6. Yep, we call these things sections within the articles. 690.6, alternating current, AC modules and systems. A, photovoltaic source circuits. The requirements of article 690 pertaining to PV source circuits, hey, should they call it PV string circuits now, shall not apply to AC modules or AC module systems. The PV source circuit conductors and inverters shall be considered as internal components of an AC module or an AC module system. And then 690.6b is output circuit. The output of an AC module or AC module system shall be considered an inverter output circuit. And so one of the things about an AC module is what makes it an AC module is it will have to be listed as a PV module and listed as an inverter. And that listing test that UL or one of these other nationally recognized testing labs 
when they do the test, they have to be attached to each other, and then it's an AC module. So if you just attach a microinverter to a module, it's not an AC module. You get to ignore the DC wires going into the inverter. Big deal. Okay, that was the end of part one, and stay tuned for part two. Thanks for listening to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. To find out more about all of this stuff, about my NAPSEP classes, about my heat spring classes. I even have links to where to get permits done, what version of the NEC different places are on. I have all kinds of stuff at my website. That's solarshawn.com. And I spell Sean the correct way, which is S-E-A-N. Not like that snowboarder dude that's trying to impersonate me, showing up on my Google search with his wrong spelling of the name. So you spell my name like Sean Penn, Sean Connery, and of course, Sean White, the solar guy. So this is just part one, and we're gonna get into part two very soon. And one more thing is if you want to learn more about the National Electrical Code, and it is before September 19th, 2022, myself and Bill Brooks are doing a workshop on all of this stuff, on energy storage, on PV, and we're gonna include the 2023 NEC. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And they canceled the last two SPIs that's Solar Power International, and they rebranded it as RE, so I guess that's Renewable Energy Plus, and so I expect it to be kind of big, so come and check it out. I think we have a lot of people signed up. I think they might have a big enough room to fit extra, more than they planned for. So come and check it out. If you can't see it, you can see us the next year. This is actually the 10-year anniversary of my first NEC workshop at SPI. Remember, the first one was in Orlando, Florida, and Bill Brooks wasn't doing it with me. He stuck his head in the door, and I was like, hey, Bill, I got a question. He's like, yeah, what is it? And I asked him some question, and he's like, oh, yeah, I wrote that one. It was something about, I don't remember what he wrote, but it was about the NEC. And then after class, I go, Bill, you want to do this with me next year? And ever since, we've been doing this together. So 10-year anniversary. And we also do a similar workshop about the National Electrical Code at InterSolar. And so InterSolar, you can check us out there, too. And our workshop is going to be on Monday, February 13th in Long Beach, California. And it's okay to go see our workshop multiple times. I remember when I was first learning about solar, I would go see the same thing over and over again. And every time it was presented a little bit differently. And it's just a great way to do things. So check all this stuff out. Go to solarshawn.com and we will see you there. Thanks for listening.